0: There it is. A win for the ages.
1: This is All-American, a new series from Stitcher.
0: You realize Tiger Woods doesn't know who he is. Best in the history of golf. No question in my mind.
1: And this season,
2: we're asking.
3: What if the story of Tiger Woods that the media has been telling, what if it's been completely wrong?
2: Season one
1: of All-American premieres August 20th. Subscribe or favorite now. (laughs)
3: Eep, <laughs> Hey there, it's Hillary. And if you're new to the show, I just want to take a moment to say welcome. And I want to give you some tips on what episodes to listen to to get you started. If you heard me tell my story on Fresh Air with Terry Gross, I want you to check out my interview with Terry. She talks in this really intimate way about why she didn't have kids. And there's this little moment in the interview that our staff has nicknamed Terry Gross's nightmare. I love this moment so much, I love the whole interview just listen. It's episode 79. You might also like our series on natural birth. That's where I go back and try to figure out if I would have been better off with a C-section. And I confront the famous midwife, Ina Mae Gaskin, which she says will totally surprise you. That all starts with episode 27. And if you're considering having kids, starting a family, you're going to want to listen to 36 questions to ask your partner before having kids. That's episode 165. You can find our full Longest Shortest Time Starter Kit at longestshortesttime.com. And that's also where you can learn more about my new book, Weird Parenting Wins. I am on tour right now for that book. This weekend, I'll be in Chicago. I'll be at the Bookseller on Saturday, February 2nd at 5 o'clock, and at 57th Street Books on Sunday, February 3rd at 3 o'clock. Kids are welcome to both of these events. It's going to be super fun. We're going to do demos from the book. We're going to have a contest. We're going to play What's on My Butt. <laughs> Just come. You'll, you'll see what I mean. Okay, on to the show with our host, Andrea Salenzi.
1: and daughters. Sometimes it's nice to have an activity, something to do together. For me and my mom, it's usually eating or shopping, talking on the phone, nothing special. But what if you and your mom could pull out guitars and sing?
0: Everybody writes a rain song. Everybody writes what's done them
1: wrong. This is Lucy Wainwright Roach and her mom, Suzzy Roach. Both of them have this incredible gift for singing, a talent that's heightened when they do it together. Their voices combine to create this clear, beautiful sound, a little similar, a little different. It's as if just listening to their harmonies, you know they're related. If you could do that with your mom, wouldn't you want to do it all the time? Lucy is 37 now. Her mom, Suzzy is 62. And even though they're close, growing up, Lucy wasn't sure what to do with her musical inheritance. She was surrounded by this family of bohemian musicians. But that brought out a different side of her, a square one. Today on the show, what it's like to grow up in the family business. If that business is being a touring folk singer and most of your relatives are internationally famous rock stars but that's not you Or is it
2: Everybody tries a fun
0: song Everybody writes a running song Everybody got
1: Lucy's story starts with her mom. Suzzy Roach is the youngest of three sisters. And in 1977, her two older sisters, Terry and Maggie, were living in New York City. And that's when Suzzy made
0: the rash decision to join them. I just got up and quit college in my fourth year. I literally stood up in the middle of the class and said, I'm, I'm leaving.
1: Sitting next to Suzzy is her daughter, Lucy,
0: who perks up here.
2: Yeah, I've never heard this.
0: I was, you know, so close to graduating. <laughs> it was stupid. I was young. Then I went into New York, and my sisters were sort of rebounding from problems that they were having, and we started singing Christmas carols in the street. Star of wonder in the, wonder the sisters had a knack for harmonies.
1: They've been singing hymns together in the back seats of cars since they were kids.
0: We did it for money, and um, it just sort of turned into something else.
1: The three sisters formed a band. With their last name Roach, they became the Roaches. Kind of a nod to the Beatles. Susie's first non-Christmas carol gig happened at a bar where her sisters worked, a place called Folk City. Oak City in Greenwich Village is the same place where Bob Dylan launched his career 10 years earlier, where artists like Janis Joplin, Jimi Hendrix, and Joni Mitchell used to show up. The Roach sisters could harmonize in a way that's been described as otherworldly,
0: like their own secret language. One person had a high voice, I was in the middle, and then one person had a low voice.
1: It sounds like an idealized version of what being in a family feels like.
0: We'll you, that's not the point. you know, the thing about singing in harmony is you're constantly blending into a third thing or a second thing if you're singing two parts. And it takes the pressure off of your own self because you're not really thinking about you. You're thinking about how you're fitting in with another thing. If you go with that fella, forget about
1: they made an album, they went on tour. Then came the accolades, Album of the Year by the New York Times. Then came the chance to perform on Saturday Night Live. Here's B. Arthur. Ladies and gentlemen, the Roaches. And then came Lucy. Suzzy was pregnant. Her boyfriend was another musician, Loudon Wainwright III.
0: Lucy was a complete surprise, love child.
1: With two touring folk musician parents, I feel like Lucy's photo could go next to the dictionary definition of love child.
0: You know, I was uh, 24 years old. I, I I was at the height of my career, and I it was not a convenient time to all of a sudden have a baby. And Loudon was a musician on the road all the time as well. We lived together for some time, but it wasn't like I was trying— or wanting to get married or anything like that. I wanted to be having my own career, and I did want to have a baby all my life. I, that was part of the plan. Getting married was not. Can I ask why not? Oh, I didn't want to get married because I didn't want to have to be in a tense relationship with a man, frankly. You know, I I love men, and I I you know think they're great and everything. But I wanted to be the boss of my own domain. True to this family,
1: Loudon even wrote Lucy a song about the choice.
2: Your mother and I are living apart. I know that seems stupid,
3: but we weren't very smart.
1: It's very specific even gets into the scheduling. Loudon moved to London, and they all stayed on good terms, for the song's instructions. Loudon also had his own kids from a previous marriage, young Martha and Rufus. Lucy would often get together with the Wainwrights, but she was really one of the roaches.
2: What about the time we were all in the van and somebody in the front seat, I think it was Dave, who was her brother, who was tour managing, he threw his coffee out the window like he poured it out the window as we were driving. But Maggie had the back seat window open and the coffee came out Dave's window and in, <laughs> in the back seat window onto Maggie and just it's funny now, but it wasn't really funny. Right. In the moment, because people are tired and touring around and that kind of unnatural amount of close proximity.
0: Yes, we used to call the van that we were driving in the grief container. Why? <laughs> because it, it housed everyone's extreme frustration and, you know, bad <laughs> moods and and laughing, too. And we we had so much fun as well things like Lucy will remember how we used to we had a drum in the car and when we always were looking for Dunkin Donuts and this was always before you know we didn't have cell phones or anything like that or the that.
2: internet or any right, no way thing. of
0: finding out what was anywhere right you did, you barely had directions and uh, we used to start banging the drum in the car and, and saying Dunkin Donuts Dunkin Donuts <laughs> Try to conjure one up, right? <laughs> <laughs> you sort of thought you were in the band. It sounds like that from what you said. I, how I behaved. Yeah, she would come back stage after a show and and say, "Oh yeah, that was so great when we made this mistake," and you know, she she had uh, observations about how how she she seemed to identify herself in the middle of the the band, which was great. I was super
2: into going on the road. I had my mom and my aunts who were major, major people, all three in my life, but then also my uncle came on the road to tour manage and open the shows sometimes, and then also my grandmother, their mother, would come and sell the merch. So to me it was like, oh, we were all together. And the only outside person on those tours during that time was a sound man. And I had a big crush on the sound man. So for me, it was like everything that I wanted was in one place. Roaches continued to tour and
1: make new albums with Lucy and Toe, But Susie's career wasn't just about an artistic urge anymore. She had to use her creativity to earn a living because without a
2: college degree, she didn't have another skill to fall back on. There was a perception in the world and among people that we knew or people I went to school with, that because you guys were in the music world, that there was something fancy about that world. But then when people would come into our house, they were alarmed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the apartment was in Greenwich Village. Lucy had the bedroom, and Suzzy slept in the living room slash kitchen slash dining room.
2: I remember once Missy Schoenberg came to my birthday party and she asked where the rest of the apartment was. <laughs> That's also what Oprah said. When she came by to do a special featuring the Roach
0: sisters, the life was a little glamorous. Oprah, of course, is larger than life. And of course, in two minutes, we were all crying. But uh, that I don't know how we got off on that tangent.
1: Sorry, had to leave in the Oprah story.
0: When you're an artist, sometimes you're invited into, you know, big, fancy places with rich people and everything. But your reality is you come home from the road and you're off to the laundromat. You know, it's it's not really all that glamorous.
1: One time when Suzzy was touring in Ireland, she saw a cow being born in the middle of nowhere. The newborn calf, still wet and steaming, just stood right up beside its mother. Suzzy watched them in the middle of this pasture— and it made her think about her relationship with Lucy, this feeling of being alone together in the world. Susie brought Lucy along to everything, never even got a babysitter at night or on the road. Having Lucy with her felt right.
0: I was fascinated by her interests. You know, it's it's fascinating to have a child because they are them.
2: Except for that then I told Dad that you you were interested in me, just genuinely interested in me. And he said, really? <laughs> like he thought maybe I just was like believing a line that you were saying.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I must say, I don't know how you could have a child and not feel that way. But I do know that some people don't feel that way. Yeah, I could watch Lucy as a channel <laughs> TV. <laughs>
1: Coming up, what's going to be on the Lucy channel as she starts forming her own identity? Will it look like her mom's life, like folk rock MTV? Or is Lucy tuned to something else? Don't touch that dial. Stay with us. Can you say advertisements?
3: Advertisements.
1: Welcome back. So as Lucy was growing up, her mom's band, The Roaches, they never became a big mainstream household name, but they did have a devoted following. Those carols they used to sing on the streets of New York turned into a beloved Christmas album. And every year, the sisters would put on this annual holiday show in New York. And then usually towards the end of the night, they'd bring out the entire family for a song. Grandma from the merch table, the tour manager, Uncle Dave... The first time they did this with Lucy, she was four years old, and she was not
0: having it. It was bordering on child abuse. It was it was coming off that way, so we had to have somebody take her off.
1: Because even though she felt like a member of the Roaches, Lucy didn't want to perform. On tour, audience members would always
2: come up to Lucy and ask her something like, Are you going to grow up and be a singer? And I would be like, no. <laughs> you know, I was like totally not into it, and it was not... I was super shy. I, didn't, I was, didn't want to get on stage. I was not interested in performing, which is very different from my older brother and sister. That's our half-brother, Rufus Wainwright, and half-sister, Martha Wainwright. They liked performing, and it seemed a given that they would follow in the family business, which they did. Even though Lucy and Suzy were spending all their time together,
1: they're turning out to be pretty different people.
2: Like, I had a real square side when I was a kid. Yes. I wanted—all my friends were, like, people who had two parents and a brother, and they just, like, did the same thing every day, and I was quite taken with that kind of thing.
1: Instead of a tour bus—
2: I was really into minivans. I really, really wanted a minivan. The Lucy Channel? Full of surprises. I wanted a plaid skirt from Talbots. And then you, like, cut to looking around the room, and the family is all, like, in, like, you know— bohemian garb or whatever and I was like I just really want like a gold necklace and a Talbot skirt I had a real streak a real rebellious streak that was called Talbots <laughs> <laughs> did you ever get to go to a Talbot? I did I got a Talbots plaid skirt I have a picture of it uh, it had a big like golden safety pin that held it together and to my mom's credit she didn't laugh at me she was like Okay, we're going to go to Talbot. It's like, sure. I don't think she related to it at all. But she was like, okay, we're just going to, you know, get you what you want. Lucy knew she wasn't fitting in. I was like the straight man in the
1: circus. Then when she was 11 years old, Lucy appeared on her first
0: Roaches album. We've tricked Lucy into going out into the studio and singing and she, because she, I don't know how we did that. I
2: was too shy and didn't want to be on the record and didn't want to be recorded. So you said, well, just go in there and sing it how it goes. Just show us how it goes. So I sang it and they recorded it and it's on the <laughs> record. Will you be my friend?
1: This is from the Roaches' friend? 2003 children's album.
2: I didn't think I sounded good, and so I was embarrassed by it. Susie, why did you do it?
0: Oh, just artistic greed. I knew that it would sound good because she had the most beautiful, pure voice, and so it was just one of those, you got to trick her.
1: Over the years, Susie had noticed her daughter's natural gift for music, even
0: if performing for people wasn't her thing. She did tell me one time, in tears, she looked up at me and she said, music is my life, like that. And I was sort of taken aback, and I thought, okay.
2: But Lucy was still very Lucy. I was like the most boring teenager ever. I was like only into babysitting.
1: If anything, Lucy was getting pressure to not join the family business.
0: I did tell you. That if you could possibly think of something else to do, please do it. (laughs) Do remember being
2: encouraged to have other jobs. You could be a a lawyer. You could be a doctor. You know, like, please, dear God, get somebody a real job around here. (laughs) (laughs) And then in high school, Lucy's teacher
1: asked if she'd help her move out of state. And that was when Lucy got this idea of what she really wanted
2: for her life. I remember calling my mom from Rhode Island. She moved to Rhode Island, and I was like, she's going to teach second grade. And she she just got this apartment down the street from her school. And she, and I was just like, oh, my God, she has a car and a job. and And I was, like, super into that idea. And I remember my mom being like, yeah, well, you can do that. Like, you can have that kind of a life. <laughs> so I was going to have that kind of a life, like, where I was home every night and wasn't on planes and trains and driving around, you know, I was just going to, like, find a town to live in and and have that kind of consistency that I hadn't ever had. Lucy went to college to become a teacher,
1: and when she finished, she started working towards a master's degree in education. The minivan, closet full of Talbots, nights at home, Lucy's off-the-road life was about to begin. (music) And then Lucy's cousin, a 19-year-old kid named Jack Johnson, he committed suicide. The whole family came together for the funeral.
2: I took my love, took it
1: down. Because they're a family of musicians, they mourned together the way that felt most natural. They sang at the funeral. Lucy and Susie performed a song in front of everyone in attendance. Landslide, and this recording which they made many years later. You can hear Suzzy singing, and then
2: Lucy. Oh, mirror in the sky, what is love? Can the child with my heart rise above? Can I sail through the changing ocean tides?
1: Amongst the mourners was Lucy's brother, Rufus got an idea that day for a song.
2: It's called Katona, which is the name of a town in Westchester where my aunt and and this cousin of ours lived. I'm going to Katona It's about going back to bury our cousin. to bury
1: rufus knew he wanted to sing it with lucy this was 2005 rufus wainwright is getting pretty famous that year a documentary came out about him he's even in a gap commercial
2: i think that it was a moment where he could notice something about me that he saw that maybe i didn't see lucy
1: was so close to this dream of hers becoming a New York City school schoolteacher, something she'd been pursuing for years. But then Rufus asked if she'd perform Katona with him on tour. When Lucy said yes, no one is more surprised than Suzzy. The day that she
0: got her master's degree, it really was. Rufus called her up and said, Meet me. It was late at night too, like one o'clock in the morning. Yeah, or something. he was like,
2: the tour bus is leaving at two AM. Come right? to come and meet me and come with me. Come with me and sing
0: background. And I was like, what?
1: Just like her mom quitting college in the 70s, Lucy made her own rash decision. But instead of embarking on the
2: unfamiliar, going on tour was what she knew best. A huge part of me and my identity took place in the chaos of being on the road, and I really felt the absence of that. As the tour went on,
1: Rufus started bringing Lucy out for more and more songs, including one of the songs he's most famous for his cover of Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah. For the first two minutes, it would just be Rufus singing solo while Lucy stood there. She's usually in a pretty conservative dress, maybe one from Talbot's, while her brother would be in a suit looking very Elton John. Lucy would shift her weight back and forth between her feet. You kind of question if she's swaying with the music or just making sure her knees work in a lot of the gritty cell phone videos uploaded by fans. She always looked like a shy audience member who Rufus grabbed to serenade. And in contrast, Rufus always looks like he's in the throes of some kind of musical ecstasy. But then, Lucy would start singing. Her eyes locked to the ceiling. Something I've seen her mom do in some videos. And then this musical gift flows out of her.
2: He is a a great uh, entertainer and show person, and he's aware that there is a certain kind of drama that is added to performance when your family is there. I don't even mean drama like family drama. You know, I just mean, like, the theatrical quality of of having something interesting for people to watch. And side note,
1: I have my own theory about why Rufus asked Lucy on that tour when I was Googling him recently— I found this interview he did with Seth Meyers.
2: You uh, came from a very musical family. Yes. Both your parents are musicians. Your sister Martha is a singer as well. Yes. Did you ever if have you, a... If you weren't a musician, you were essentially put up for adoption. Gotcha. In our family. So, there
1: was- so maybe he invited Lucy on that tour because he wanted to keep her. It was
2: on that tour that Lucy got the bug. She started thinking about a career in music. I think it meant a lot to me to be... Identified as a person who would be asked to sing because I wasn't really doing that.
1: Maybe that's all it takes to get a straight man to join the circus. Just a few family members saying, hey, the circus really needs a straight man. In a bit, we're going to hear how she feels about that choice 10 years after she fell into it. Don't go away.
3: (laughs) Advertisements.
1: Welcome back. So after that first tour with Rufus, Lucy was ready to fully join in the family business and start doing her own shows, start writing her own songs. But just because she grew up watching her family do
2: this didn't mean she knew how Lucy would do it. Yeah, the first, very first show I ever did was in New York at the Rockwood Musical, and it was terrible. Like,
0: really bad. Really, really bad. It was really awful. <laughs> well, don't you remember what happened after that? What you came over to to my house, uh-huh. and I said, okay, look, just stand there and sing.
2: Yeah, I remember
1: And that. you
0: don't have to do anything else but that.
1: Suzzy instinctively knew not to overdo it with the advice. She gave Lucy exactly one note on her songwriting one time. It was a trick for being more abstract with her
2: language. The suggestion that she made, I think about all the time, and it really, really influenced my my writing.
1: But for all the connections and all the advice that was available to
2: Lucy just within her family, that came with a price. You're in comparison to your family. You're in relation to them always. And had I stayed as a teacher, I would have been, I would just completely sidestep
0: that problem. And sometimes I think to myself, why on earth did I put myself in this position? It's true that in f- when you're in a family thing, a lot of people find it necessary to say, well, I like this one best, and that one's better than this one, and this one should be more famous than that one. When Lucy chose to give up teaching,
1: on some level, it was a choice to become even closer to a family she was already pretty
0: close with. She made them her colleagues. When you come together to work, you do something else together that is a beautiful thing. And that kind of takes a lot of the angst Out of the family relationship and make something beautiful out of it, and I think you have that too with your, uh, because the Wainwright family has millions of uh, different people who sing and (laughs) millions. Well, it feels like that sometimes. I
1: mean, I hear them on Fresh Air about every week. So, yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, you you work a lot with. Yeah, it's a good family activity as adults because you have a shared goal. Which is different than the sort of open-ended family time that adults are supposed to spend together. And I don't know, I suggest that everyone have a shared goal when they have family vacations. <laughs> Put on a play. Suzzy never retired because of Lucy. For
0: me, now that I'm an elderly person, I uh, you know, I wouldn't be going out and singing in public if it wasn't for me singing with Lucy, because it's fun. Except when it isn't.
2: We've had a very few number
0: of fights on the road. Bad. Yeah, it's it's bad. bad. I feel like killing myself.
2: (laughs) 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 Yeah, it's awful. It's awful, and uh, the problem is you can't go anywhere.
0: Right, when you're on the road (laughs) together. We share a
2: hotel room, and then we're in the car. So really we're we're within like four feet of each other for like three weeks at a time. Yeah. And I would say 99% of the time it's really fun. (laughs) But that would be hard with anyone. Yeah. Sure. Well, no, but that's the thing. Most people I couldn't do it with. I think we're used to that from a long time ago. Yeah. We know how to
1: be
0: on the road together for sure.
1: When Lucy and I were heading into the studio, she told me she was about to turn 37. Her birthday was in a few days. And that she's been thinking about becoming a single mom. Like Suzzy. But when I turned the conversation to ask Lucy and Suzzy about this, it came out funny. Have you guys talked about whether or not you're going to have kids
2: together? Um,
0: Who? Me and her? No, like, oh. if, have we
2: talked about it if I'm going to have kids. Oh, oh not I see. us together. Only. <laughs> <laughs> that would be really interesting. <laughs> this is my life partner, my mother.
0: <laughs> yes, we're expecting a child. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, we're laughing about it, but the truth is if I did that, you would have to help.
0: Yes. Well, I, I mean, you have talked about it a lot. I, I would—again, it would be fascinating to me. I would love, you know, if that's what Lucy wanted to do.
1: For Suzzy, who's still watching the Lucy channel, this would be like adding a whole other spinoff network to her select offerings. But for Lucy, it's not going to be as easy of a choice
2: as the one she made after getting a phone call at 2 a.m. So I made that one leap. I don't regret it. It hasn't been a walk in the park. So here you are with yet another leap of that kind. And you're like, okay, so I did the one. And it's hard. And I have questions about it. So what do you do when you come up to the same kind of a gigantic leap
1: yeah, I can't help but hear this parallel between the choice to become a musician and the choice to become a single parent.
2: I never noticed it until right now. Me neither. <laughs> really? Oh, I'm curious. But I can't I don't stop hearing it. it. Like, yeah, like, like, I had no illusions about what the job was. I had no reason to believe that I would, like, ascend into wealth and stardom. I don't even think I ever even thought that. That was never even part of it. It was like it's going to be what I knew when I was a kid, and that was very utilitarian and just like you're doing the work. It's not a romantic thing. It's a job. I knew about the job, and I took the job anyway, even though I had all the information about how difficult. (laughs) What you don't have is you can't quantify the magic part of it. And so you do it, and then if it weren't for the magic part of it, you'd be really screwed.
0: Yeah.
1: Mud and Apples. Lucy's new album is called Little Beast, and she has two albums out that she made with Suzzy. This is a song they played
2: me live in studio. It's called Mud and Apples. Yeah, I wrote it for my nephew, Ark. I wrote it and wasn't going to put it on my record, but then my mom liked it. Go to sleep now, won't you, lovely, and while you're quiet, let us worry about the rest. We want the best that anyone could ask for you. This episode was
1: produced by me. Andrea Salenzi with Jackie Sajiko. Our editor is Amy Drozdowska. Our show's creator and executive producer is Hilary Frank. Hilary's new book, Weird Parenting Wins, is out now. We have more information and tour dates on our website. That's time.com. Our engineer is Pete Karam, and our technical director and engineer for this episode is John Delore. Our music is performed by HotMoms.gov. We get editorial support from Peter Clowney, Antonia Acatunde, Anne-Marie Baldonado, Rika Murthy, and Julia Wang. Next time on The Longest Shortest Time, cartoonist Lucy Nisley always wanted to have kids. So when she got pregnant, it was a dream come true. Kinda.
2: It was like the hottest June Chicago had seen in a long time. Waited around and waited around and waited around, and I was so angry and huge and orb-like by this time that I was just this, like, death star in
1: our house. Do not miss this episode. Subscribe to The Longest Shortest Time on Stitcher or wherever you're listening right now. And as always, here at The Longest Shortest Time, we are looking for your stories. Right now, we've been working on an episode about when good toys go bad, when they cause havoc in your life. We'd love to be surprised or horrified, Tell us about your bad toys, go to longest hit the participate tab, and submit your stories. You are
0: lucky, lucky for me,
2: you are lucky for me, you are.
3: Lucky for me. You are. Yeah